ACDC is the band that brings us together. Is there anyone that likes hard rock music or even just rock music that doesn't like ACDC? Oh, if you think they are simple and barbaric in the way they almost pummel you with thunderous drums, big riffs, and single entendres more often than double entendres, maybe you're not crazy about them. Maybe they're not your favorite band, but I bet you still like them. Some people might see ACDC as a no-frills, bombastic diversion from their more complicated or progressive taste, a band that can be crude and rugged, but not embarrassing. I wouldn't disagree with that. And some people might say they are simply the best rock and roll band there ever was. The distillation of everything that's great about loud guitars, powerful vocals, and dirty minds. And if you say ACDC is the best rock band on the planet, I may not agree, but I'm not going to argue with you either. But one thing is for certain, and that's that there's no band that's more about rock than ACDC. And I mean that literally. And I mean it literally because they mean it literally. ACDC has 21, I think, songs with the word rock in the title somewhere. 21. Here they are. Off Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, there's Rocker and There's Gonna Be Some Rockin'. Off High Voltage, Rock and Roll Singer and It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. Off Let There Be Rock, there's the title track. Off Powerage, Rock and Roll Damnation. The classic Back in Black gave us Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. The next album, For Those About to Rock, We Salute You, again the title track. Off Blow Up Your Video, That's the Way I Want to Rock and Roll. The song Rock Your Heart Out comes from The Razor's Edge. From the album Ball Breaker, there's Hard as a Rock and Whiskey on the Rocks. From Stiff Upper Lip, there's Can't Stop Rock and Roll. And then on the two most recent albums, they got serious, with four songs on each with the word rock in them. From Black Ice, Rock and Roll Train, She Likes Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Dream, and Rocking All the Way. And from Rocker Bust, again the title track, as well as Rock the Blues Away, Got Some Rock and Roll Thunder, and Rock the House. So what's the best of these? After that last episode and some of the sadness around Peter Steele's 10th anniversary of his death, let's have some fun on this one. My guest is Stevie Flyth, and he and I are going to go over the best and perhaps the worst of ACDC's, quote, rock songs. Rock your little heart out on this episode of Well Disguised. should be no stranger to you. A couple years ago, I went on his sports-centric podcast called The Final Score to go over the top 10 Steelers of all time. We're both Steelers fans, and we're recording this the day after 
the Steelers' victory over the New York Giants, so we should both be in a pretty good mood. He's done a lot of tremendous shows on the final score where he gives commentary, where he does lists, where he's done interviews with luminaries like Sammy Smith, Rod Woodson, and many others. And then I've also been on his entertainment-focused podcast called On the Flyth a few times, and now, finally, he's on mine. He's the biggest KISS fan I know, and on a recent one of his shows, he unashamedly made the statement that Howard the Duck was a great movie. Stevie, Fly, welcome to Well Disguised. Did I miss anything? What's up, guys? I, this show with my internet connection is unstable now that I get ready to talk. So, uh, yeah, Howard the Duck is a great movie. <laughs> Leah Thompson. That's all. I, that's two words all I got to say, Howard the Duck. Leah Thompson. All right. But, yeah, um, thanks, man. It's, it's a great pleasure. Pleasure being on the show. Thank you for coming, man. Um, is there anything else you would like to promote in terms of podcast or social media? And, and specifically, maybe to my audience, I know you recently interviewed Todd Howarth, who's most famously the keyboardist as well as the other guitarist and the other vocalist uh, in Ace Fraley's post-Kiss project, Fraley's Comet. Uh, I know you just had him on your show on the fly. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I've been talking back and forth with him for a, a few years now about, you know, I could such a Kiss fan and Ace, Ace is my favorite Kiss member and got to talking about him and finally got him to agree to an interview. And man, what a, what a great guy he was. A lot of people don't know, not only Freelance Comet, but he also played with Cheap Trick. Uh, he was keyboardist for Cheap Trick for a while, but he talked a little bit about playing with, you know, John Reagan was the bass player, Freelance Comet, who was big with Peter Frampton back, Frampton Comes Alive, that he talked about playing with him. Just talked about, of course, he talked about Ace and, you know, how kind of off Ace could be at times, but he had a great time with Freelance Comet and did some great work with Freelance Comet. Uh, actually, if you look at Probably the best Freely's Comet album was uh, Second Sight, the second album. And he did a lot of the vocals on that. He had a lot of great songs on that, but just a great guy. Hopefully, hopefully I can get, uh, I'm going to try to get uh, John Reagan on and maybe eventually get all of Freely's Comet. Maybe. maybe I know the one you want the most. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know that's a, a crap shot and probably not going to happen, but. Uh, you know, it is what it, I'll keep trying. Well, it's pretty cool that you got Todd Howarth on, and um, I encourage anyone who's listening to this to check out that interview. Just so you know, as we talked about before you came on, I went ahead and recorded the opening and the premise and the list of songs for this episode. Are you a big ACDC fan, Stevie? Wasn't the biggest ACDC fan, but, you know, I like their stuff. Most of the older stuff, it's what I like from ACDC, uh, from uh, some of the Bond Scott stuff to uh, Back in Black. If we really, really want to get into best ACDC songs, I, you know, I know we're doing just the ones with rock in it, but well, that uh, gives us a lot to choose Thunderstruck from. Thunderstruck is probably one of my all-time favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went just like when you sent me the list. I had already looked through and saw how many. I was like, geez, how many? But you know what? ACDC sings and writes about what they know best. And I guess rock is what they know best. So that, that's what they do. All right, man. Well, let's get started. It's rock or bust for us. I'll go first. So we're going to do the top five counting up. 
And we're also going to do the worst, uh, one of these songs before we get to the, uh, our number one. My number five is one I'm pretty sure is going to be on your list somewhere. It's Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution from uh, Back in Black. Uh, it's just impossible for me to leave that song off because ever since I started thinking about doing this episode, those lyrics, which are, you know, sometimes kind of stupid, but they just keep going through my head. You know, there's the, the famous story of the opening uh, where Brian Johnson's just kind of spitting gibberish uh, at the beginning there where he's talking about, you know, come on, you middlemen or whatever. And it just stuck and it's been going on. It has the lyric, rock and roll is just rock and roll. It's, is there a statement that's more ACDC than that? I don't really ever need to hear the album Back in Black again, just because I've probably listened to it probably among the top three or four albums that I've ever listened to in my life. But I still love that song. It's still got to be on there for me, and it's my number five. What about you, man? Yeah, uh, my number five is, and you know, I told you I was into a lot of the older ACDC, and that, that's going to reflect later on on my list, except this one's from Ball Breaker, from the 1995 album Ball Breaker, uh, Hard as a Rock. You know, all, all these ACDC songs, the, the hook really gets you. The, the chorus is what gets you and stands out. Just like you said with Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution, you hear it, it's like with a lot of these ACDC songs, and maybe I'm just hearing it more with ACDC than I am any other group. You hear the title a lot, man. It gets imprinted in your head. And I remember, actually, I was at a, a basketball game getting ready to play and, and was playing and listening to ACDC, the ball breaker, on a Walkman. You know, people won't know what that is. But, yeah, and Hard as a Rock came on. And that was, it was always stuck out with me ever since then. And, uh, yeah, Hard as a Rock is my number five. All right. Well, I'll go on then to my number four. My number four is uh, off the Powerage album. It's Rock and Roll Damnation. I like that song so much. You know, it's about a girl or a groupie living the rock and roll lifestyle. This is a family show, but, you know, some of the lyrics that I like, or, or I don't know if I like them, but I, I admire them, I guess, is you say you want respect, honey, for what? For everything that you've done for me? And then, well, uh, thanks a lot. Come on, get off of your bended knees. I mean, Rock and Roll Damnation is not a real complicated song lyrically, but you could say that about just about any ACDC song. But man, the, the harmonies and just singing the word Damnation over and over really sticks in your head. Powerage is such a great album. I love that song. That's why it's my number four. How about you, man? Uh, to, to get on what you're saying about the lyrics, are you really listening to an ACDC song for the lyrics a lot? Or are you listening just for, you know, I mean, really? They're, they're, I, I know a lot, of, a lot of what they sing about is pretty much, like we said, rock. But my number four was your number five, uh, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. One of my right. earliest memories of ACDC was, uh, you know, I was all the hype that built up from a lot of these parent groups that ACDC was – the, you know the devil and all this stuff kiss was the devil and i always that always made me i'm not saying i'm a, i wanted to be a devil worshiper or anything but it made, it made made me curious about it and for a while there you know you're kind of scared of acdc i was but then listen to back in black and like you said i've listened to that album god it ain't no telling how many times but 
rock and roll ain't noise pollution sticks out just because that rock and roll ain't noise pollution over and over again. And I mean, it just, it's, it's one of those under so many great songs on Back in Black, but it's one of those uh, songs that really stuck out with me. And I could listen to it just as much as I could. Hells, bells, or you shook me all night long. So my number four is rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Yeah, that song, you know, ACDC obviously has this reputation for obvious reasons as a as a rock band. But that song is one of, and it's not nearly the only one, but it's one where they really endorse and approach and that sort of thing. They're, they're, they're blues roots, and it's a really good tune. My number three is your number five, Hard as a Rock. Again, it's a family show. This song is a single entendre, but it just pumps so hard, you know, and it's got those sometimes goofy ACDC lyrics like, it's going to hit you like the Rushmore rock. <laughs> I like that a lot. I also like there's a lyric in there called Hell Elevator. Yeah, I'll see you later. No, I ain't going to take it. Maybe kind of a tip to Highway to Hell a little bit. And like you talked about, ACDC, you know, people said, ACDC, Antichrist, Demon Child, that sort of thing, or Devil's Child, yeah. all sorts of ridiculous, almost advertising for the band to get kids to want to listen to it even more. Exactly. But, um, exactly. yeah, The Heart is a Rock is just one of those songs. It's not the only one of ACDC. You mentioned Thunderstruck. There was the Big Gun song off a soundtrack. I think it was the Terminator soundtrack, Terminator 3 maybe. Uh, it's hard as a rock is one of those songs that when I feel like I need to get pumped up, which honestly at this point in my mid forties, I don't feel like I need to get pumped up that much anymore. But when I was younger, this is one of those go-to tunes for me. And even though it's a, it's a modern tune, I really like it. What's your number three? Number three is like I'm saying, going back to the old days, uh, let there be rock going back to Bob Scott, get some Bob Scott in here. And uh, he's, he's in here a few times with me but uh yeah let there be rock i just remember when i started listening to adc like it was the back and black album didn't know much back then you didn't have the internet didn't know much about spawn scott who came before brian johnson but then as, as time went on my brother actually got the cassette the let there be rock cassette and, I, and that one really stood out with me from that from that album there let there be rock is my number three Back in 1977. Wow. I was four yeah. years old. I know. I hear you, man. All right. My number two <laughs> is also a Bon Scott tune. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Maybe this one cheats a little bit because the word rock is kind of is in parentheses at the end of this song. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, Stevie. I am confident in saying it is the best use of bagpipes in a hard rock song. The bad bagpipes are almost the lead at times, really just roaring in your ears. When the band talks about, you know, I tell you folks, it's harder than it looks. You do get the sense though, that this is ACDC before they were obviously mega stars. This was about the band when it isn't easy. And you do sometimes have to fight the club owner to make sure you get paid. And life on the road ain't necessarily easy. And that's part of the reason Bon Scott didn't have, you know, the best smile in the world. It's a long way to the top to me is almost the best, almost number one, I obviously almost have it there. It's a tremendous tune. 
I never get tired of it. I never get tired of those bagpipes. Tell me what your number two is. Well, it's, we agree on number two. Uh, Great. That, actually, that, I was surprised at that. Uh, it, it's a long way to the top is number two for me. It's just so, like you said, biopic. You know, you, you almost feel like they're talking about their rise to the top. They hadn't got there yet, but, you, it, you know, their, their struggle to get there. And uh, what can you say? Anytime you got bagpipes in an in ACDC song, it's got to be great. And uh, I'm like you. You, you really don't get tired of hearing that. But number two for me, it's a long way to the top if you want to run. All right. We both like ACDC. I'm I have a hard time telling you what the worst ACDC song, what the word rock in it is. I considered strongly rock the house off rock or bust, but I'm going to go with the slightly more complicated, but maybe Brian Johnson, not quite as his best, rock and roll dream off of Black Ice. Brian's voice is just not super strong there. It's still not terrible. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I don't like the song. I mean, well, maybe I don't like it, but I don't like it not much, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's, what do you think? Hey, yeah, Rock and Roll, I, I've actually got that on, on my list. You, you, you're talking about making a, a, like a, if we could come up with a five worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, I wasn't really a big fan of the Black Ice album. I don't know about you, but I, I just didn't, I didn't feel it like I do some of the ACDC albums. But uh, yeah, Rock and Roll Dream for me was not, was on this list, was on this list too of, of worse or something with rock in it, I guess what you say. But yeah, I, I definitely, Rock and Roll Dream. And then I had another Black Ice, was, she likes rock and roll. Right. I was not a fan of that one either. Uh, yeah. Well, I Black Eyes just didn't do it for me. I understand. I totally, uh, I, I totally get that. However, something's got to be number one, and well, my number one, my number one. I think I, I probably know what your number one is. My number one does come from Black Eyes. And it's Rock and Roll Train. Uh-oh. Yeah. Rock and, roll rock and Roll Train, you know, there's not much lyrically there. He does use the line, attend for the revelry, uh, diamond of the agency. That's good. Use of the word revelry, at least, and also evocative in its own way. But Rock and Roll Train just kills. I don't know if you've ever seen the video from the, when they played in Buenos Aires at Live at River Plot, I think it's called. Rock and Roll Train was the first song at that concert, which maybe gives it an advantage. But you have those people going absolutely mental. I've never seen a crowd quite losing it. And I know South America has that reputation. And rock and roll is kind of like boxing and soccer. It maybe isn't that big in America right now, but it's still big in Europe and it's still big in Central and South America but the crowd is absolutely losing its face on that song. Just the bouncing up and down and Angus and Brian going up on the stage through the middle and bringing them on. Maybe it gets an advantage. That live version gives an advantage a little bit to me, but I just feel like rock and roll train epitomizes so much of what ACDC is. It's really a, it's to me, it's a perfect ACDC song and it gets my choices. Number one. I'm going to guess there's a cannon involved with yours, yeah, I but have. let's hear it. 
Rock and Roll Train, believe it or not, was my was actually I had like two or three on the outside looking in. Rock and Roll Train was one of those on my outside of my top five. Of course, the what I feel like, you know, Kiss's anthem is Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah. For me, and I know everybody talks about Back in Black. Everybody talks about uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. But as far as an anthem song for ACDC, I feel like for those about to rock is, is that. And, I mean, anytime you can put – to watch it live, a live version of it, especially when they have the cannons and blow those cannons off for those about to rock and fire, we salute you. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like that was uh, the iconic ACDC song. People will say, you shook me all night long. That gets played a lot. It probably overplayed just like rock and roll all night does. But for those about to rock, I feel like is the the especially with rock, the word rock in the in the in the song, I feel like that's the best A C D C song. And I feel like it's A C D C's anthem. Uh, I mean A C D C does does they write about rock. What better for those about to rock, the ones that are there with us, even through our, after all we've been through, we salute you. I mean it was just a, a a gift to the fans, I guess. But that's my number one. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, That was my sixth song. And I wanted to try to find a way to get it in. I went back and forth with Rock and Roll Damnation and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Maybe it's I'm a little fatigued of it, to be honest with you, kind of like what you talked about with Rock and Roll All Night and Kiss fans. I've, I've, I've heard it so many times. It's it's the show closer at every ACDC concert I've ever been to and probably will be for any more that I'm lucky enough to go to if, if, if they ever tour again. It is a tremendous tune. I, I, maybe it bores me a little bit these days at the beginning, but you're right, it's iconic and it's hard to argue with that one. Well, I mean, and I, you're a bigger ACDC fan than I am. I'm a diehard Kiss fan and everybody talks about rock and roll all night, rock and roll all night. Well, it gets played so much that I'm really burnt out with rock and roll all night. Let's hear something else, for, you know, for a change. Uh, Black Diamond, Black Diamond or something like that. But don't give me rock and roll all night all the time. I, you're, I can see where you're coming from being a, a bigger ACDC fan than I am. Well, it's still, whether it's first or whether it's sixth, it's certainly a, a song I enjoy hearing live and want to hear, and I'm cool with that. Stevie, what else do you got coming up on your podcast or anything that maybe people would want to know about? Well, actually, I am currently, tonight, actually, and this is going a little bit off the, the rock spectacle, so you'll probably, you'll probably turn your nose up at this. But uh, back in the 80s, I don't, know, I don't know if you remember the lady. Uh, she was big on the Billboard charts from, like, 81 to maybe 85, 86. Uh, a lady named Laura Brannigan had some hits like uh, Gloria, uh, which got played at St. Louis Blues when they won the Stanley Cup. That got played a lot. You know, Solitaire, uh, Lucky One, but uh, tragically passed away 2004 from a brain aneurysm. But I've got her business manager going to talk to her tonight, uh, which, you know, I, was, I always thought the lady, she had a great voice. She didn't get enough credit for all the, the hits she had, uh, if that's your cup of tea with, with some of the 80s pop, which I'll listen to a little bit of everything. Uh, also on the final score on the sports side, 
I'm actually working on something that would really interest you. I've got the two parties to agree to it, but we've got to come up with a time. Back in the 90s, the mid-90s, the Steelers had one of the iconic linebacker groups with uh, Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green, Levon Kirkland, and Chad Brown that took them to a Super Bowl, which they eventually lost to Dallas in Super Bowl 30. But I've actually got Chad Brown and Levon Kirkland to agree to do an interview at the same time. So I'm really thrilled about that, as big-time Steelers fans as we are, to get Chad Brown. That was my first time. I've already interviewed Levon Kirkland once, but to have them both and to, to hear them talk about, you know, their memories of being Steelers that is going to be pretty sweet. Just hoping and keeping my fingers crossed I can get uh, get them to agree to a time and this won't follow through. But hopefully that will be coming up soon too. Well, that's really cool, man. There's, uh, when you when you start talking about Laura Brannigan, I, I thought, well, that will be an interesting interview if you line that up. But I uh, I do see now yeah. where, where you were going. Yeah, with that. if I can, <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah, uh, I would, I would be, be supernatural. Yeah, but but still, yeah, I always just I just always like and uh, to I I posted something on Twitter. And I think it was her birthday, maybe a month ago, two or three weeks ago at least. But the, the uh, official Twitter account liked it, and uh, we got to talking back and forth. And and the lady that's her uh, her manager agreed. She, I guess she takes care of. I, what she called a legacy manager. Now she she agreed to come on the show, so we're going to talk tonight. And I really, really have to say, the Twitter, Twitter. I wasn't a big fan of Twitter, but Twitter is. You know, I'm coming up with a lot of good stuff from Twitter now. Picking up a lot of a lot of interviews and a lot of uh, listeners off Twitter now. Well, that's awesome, dude. And I certainly appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to come on Well Disguised with me. Uh, it's been fun, and we will have to do it again. How about that? Anytime, man. You just say you just say the word. I'm here. All right. Thanks, dude. See ya. All right, guys. That was Stevie Flyth. Really appreciate him coming on. Stevie lives in a part of the world where the internet is not quite yet what it could be or should be, so the audio may not have been perfect at times. I tried to edit out some of the pauses and the delays as best I could, but... I am clearly not a professional, but it was still a fun conversation, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Well Disguised. Until then, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, leaving a rating or a review on whatever your podcast supplier of choice is, I would certainly appreciate that. And I will talk at you soon. Bye. Let them be rock!